The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroot was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers Download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Welcome to the iRacers Download from the Speed Sport Studio, powered by My Race Pass. My name's Justin Prince. Alongside me once again is Taylor Burris, owner and producer Richard Colbreth, as we get ready to discuss what's been a very busy week, to say the very least, when it comes to the world of iRacing. Want to discuss this week, Taylor, especially when it comes to some of the world championships getting underway, some drivers from various world championships and special events making their way to real-world success, and of course, iRacing Build Week right around the corner. It certainly is, and what a week of activity that's coming around the corner with Week 13. We'll have a more in-depth report about that next episode of the iRacers Download, but we've got a preview of a great action already. Let's start things off with our discussions this week by starting with the World Championship side of things. Alex Bergeron ended up being on the top of the pylon when it came to the start of the iRacing World About Laws CarQuest Sprint Car Series at its traditional track in Volusia. But it wasn't so easy when it came to Alex Bergeron, especially when it came to the battles throughout the race. Drivers such as Timothy Smith, as well as James Edens, were in the conversation. Edens and Bergeron, in fact, side-by-side several laps for Bergeron got the job done, Taylor. He certainly did. He was able to utilize that top lane to come home with the checkered flag by about a tenth of a second over James Eden. Tyler Shell rounding out your podium finishers here after some great racing action. But one driver who I was pretty impressed with during that race was Timmy Smith, who led the additional 16 laps and the most laps of that race, but still was not able to hold off the hard chargers of Bergeron and Edens on those outside lanes. Timothy Smith actually led the most laps in the race, but only came up with a fifth place finish after having to start from the seventh position at Volusia. But we get the chance to speak with Alex Bergeron later on in the show. But the next time you get the chance to see the drivers of the iRacing World About Laws Car Quest Sprint Car Series will be the next time they hit the track on Monday for Eldora Speedway. Last year, it was James Edens who took the checker flag. Coverage starts 9 p.m. Eastern on Dirt Vision and across iRacing's social media platforms. Well, we mentioned some of the World Championship action heating up. How about not only the eNASCAR College iRacing Series, but the eNASCAR Contender Series competition, Taylor, heating up as those two races hit the track for a doubleheader once again this previous Tuesday. It certainly was, and it was an exciting battle for the College Series, of course. And, of course, none other than Stephen Wilson went ahead and took home the checker flag, as well as winning the Winter Calendars Championship for this championship series. Meanwhile, though, in the Contender Series, Joey Brown put on a dominant performance. Starting things off with a discussion, when it came to the race at Nashville, Stephen Wilson putting on a dominant performance of the play seat 100 in the NASCAR College High Racing Series competition, Series powered by Nate Star League, where drivers competed for scholarship funds. Stephen Wilson, well, to put it politely, Taylor, dominated the series this fall throughout the entire semester. What is there to say when you have someone lead 33 laps to cap off a full sweep? 
I mean, honestly, it just shows the skill that Stephen Wilson had and what he could have possibly had. And it comes to, of course, winning the championship. And NASCAR was so close of coming to home with that championship after the year he's already had. Now, I'm curious on this thought on your perspective. I'll say mine piece after. There was a discussion throughout parts of social media about NASCAR pro drivers competing at the college side. Your thoughts on those drivers crossing for the college side we do know, I think it's pretty clear, though, how valuable scholarship funding can be to help you pay for your schooling. As I mentioned, one victory in the previous seasons was worth one semester worth of tuition. It's a, t it's a touchy situation, I agree. It's almost considering, like you would say, the NASCAR Cup Series drivers coming to run in a Xfinity or a truck race. I mean, it's no question. It's going to be a NASCAR Coke driver who will go in there and dominate. But it also gives those college drivers a chance to really test their might up against the biggest names in the NASCAR competition. Now, will it maybe considered for next year about that? Possibly, but given the fact of also the importance of how a lot of the eNASCAR college or Coke series drivers are in college right now, it only seems fair to let them at least have the opportunity to go and try to compete. You're right on that part, absolutely. Of course, there's going to be the speed argument. That's the major thing when you have Stephen Wilson dominate the way he did. And even then, remember Anthony Burles, former eNASCAR Coke driver, finished second at Nashville, third went to Garrett Lowe. And of course, Liam Sheen, Logan Clampett, all drivers who have experience in eNASCAR pit lanes and or are former eNASCAR and or current contenders in that. We'll say there is a B series apparently for the for the college series that did start up throughout this entire fall semester. So drivers do have, for those who are not in the broadcast level, Taylor, there were an additional about 30, 40 who also got to race the same night in the B series. So that is something to say in terms of the t speed difference that you can still win the B level. It certainly is. And it's a great opportunity for these other drivers to go in there and compete. And that's why it's so amazing for iRacing as well as the NACE league as well to come together to continue this amazing partnership. And I can look forward to seeing what they do in 2023. Let's cross things over to contender action. The Enasco road to pro contender iRacing series, a part of the road to pro ladder. It was a night to remember for Joey Brown and Ryko. 62 laps led out of 100, seeing Joey Brown take the points lead with the victory over Alan Bose by seven seconds. Derek Bordeaux, Caden Honeycutt, a driver with experience in the NASCAR now Craftsman Truck Series, and of course, Derek Justice, the top five. That had major point implications, though, with how the craziness hit at Nashville with so many issues in pit lane, or entering it at least. It certainly was drivers having to deal with coming into pit road. Of course, we saw one of those drivers, Parker White, really having to go sideways into pit road. And it just shows the difficulty of racing here at the Nashville Speedway when it comes to also entering pit road. That was the biggest talking point all night long. Don't forget, early on in the race, Vicente Salas qualified towards the mid-pack in that race, got involved with contact with Seth the Merchant into turn three, and put him on the back foot after his strong starting contender. In fact, at one point, he got sent by Malik Ray for 35th. It was not a good night for Chente Salas, of course. He is still comfortably inside the top 21, of course, since we know Blake Reynolds is retiring from eNASCAR competition. But 
it's still a close fight to see who will be able to get that coveted 21st position. Currently held by Andrew Navarro by about a couple of points over Colin Bowden in 22nd. Chente Salas, of course, is in 15th, so a lot of things happening as we get ready to head to the Monster Mile. A major change in the point standings, to say the very least, again, with a few races to go, and Dover Motor Speedway right on the doorstep. Here's how the point standings fare out for the drivers looking to lock themselves in. Again, this is without the drop. Joey Brown now leads by four points over Alan Bowes. Derek Bordeaux is a point back from Bowes within five of Brown. Wyatt Tinsley and Colin Keister, the top five of the point standings. Tinsley and Keister, more than double-digit points back of Joey Brown. And on the bubble, as mentioned, Andrew Navarro currently in the 21st spot. Colin Bounden, Michael Cozy Jr., Daniel Falkingham, Malik Ray amongst those on the outside looking in. Again, that competition returning just in the upcoming days. So be sure to start preparing for how the action is going to prepare itself out. Drivers do have the opportunity currently with official action to prepare at the track. But the next time they hit it, it's currently scheduled for the week of December the 7th, 120 laps. Dover Motor Speedway, be sure to watch once more through enascar.com as well as through iRacing's social media platforms. Let's turn things over to the real world, shall we, Taylor? Because this, remember, was amongst one of the top series in the springtime. Skip Barber action. When it was the time when there was the Skip Barber Formula iRacing series. If you remember, one of the top drivers was the young gun who has been well, Strawn and almost everything you give him with the steering wheel, Elvis Rankin. Guess what? He became the real world champion this past week. And this is absolutely a great story to see Elvis Rankin coming out to convert his Skip Barber Formula Championship in iRacing to the real world opportunity. Thanks to the partnership with iRacing in the Skip Barber School, utilizing that IRO4 machine. And I got to say, watching the action we saw here and seeing how he was able to convert a lot of his sim racing skills into real racing was absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal is an understatement when it comes to him. This past campaign, coming into the finale, competed for more than half the races when it came to his debut at Lime Rock Park, immediately went straight to the podium, also picked up back-to-back -back wins at Watkins Glen and New Jersey Motorsports Park as part of the campaign, and of course, that Seabrook International Raceway. And this is a part of the major rise when it comes to Elvis Rankin, someone with experience in the USAC 20.25 midget national championship back about now half a decade ago plus on top of the virtual side where he represented his nation the bco cup of nations and of course the pax arena almost pro last year just showcases the amazing talent that we have of untapped talent possibly of drivers in the sim racing world who could have the opportunity to race in the real world. We saw that, of course, with a lot of our eNASCAR drivers, such as, of course, Ryan Luza, who's going to go compete in the Snowball Derby here coming up, as well as also Rael Falla, who made his late model debuts here recently. On that note, remember, Miguel Gard, also one of the top drivers from that championship, also competed with him throughout the campaign. Remember, it was Miguel Gard who picked up the full scholarship for the championship. He's currently amongst one of the top drivers from the standings this season. Two after the finale, he was amongst the top five entering. For more information, go check out iRacing as well as the Skip Barber Racing School to see more information and to see what we could see regarding in 2023.
Meanwhile, though, we Justin, we have to talk a little bit about some of the previews of some new content coming to the world of iRacing. Of course, the new, biggest talking point is the brand new Toyota GR86 Cup car, which is in partnership with Toyota Gazoo Racing, in partnership of the SRO as well, with a brand new Toyota Racing Series that kicks off in 2023. And looking at the renders and the pictures of this car, it's an amazing car, and the best thing is, it's free to all users. I found that very intriguing, I will say this, Taylor, when the announcement came in saying it's free. Because, of course, this is a very intriguing car to race at. It's a car fans had wanted and have wanted to be able to utilize. And in turn, it's going to be intriguing how drivers fare out in their learning process on how they race in this car. Because usually the sign, if it's free... It's going to be a lot of there are going to be a lot of younger or up and coming iRacers who are going to be the first to get a grasp of when the official servers launch, essentially with this car. It certainly is. And of course, a lot of up and coming talent in across the world is coming in to enjoy this series. I've actually talked to a couple of drivers in Scusa who are actually looking forward to compete in this series in 2023. Also, some other amazing updates that we know for sure is confirmed is, of course, the French Circuit Magni Coors will be also joining the iRacing build in 2023 Season 1. And then, of course, some new renders and pictures for the brand new BMW LMDH car is planned to make its release. We do not know for sure. It's talked about either once the season three, season one of 2023 is released or possibly a couple of weeks leading up to the iRacing Rolex 24. That's going to be intriguing when it comes to the new car. I will say this when it comes to the announcement of a, that certain circuit you're referring to. Thank you, Jimmy Broadbent. Because remember, funnily enough, when the announcement came out for the Toyota GR86 Cup car, he tweeted out a picture saying it was added to his charity event at the new circuit. So that's a way to announce the track, I guess. Potentially, or it cause is. a panic for someone. It certainly is, and that's why iRacing, of course, went along with posting a tweet earlier today, as a matter of, or actually on November the 30th, of that car racing around the circuit as well. So, kind of cool to see that happening here, and... Of course, another couple of interesting things, two free tracks will be added to the base content, Wild West Motorsports Park and Virginia International Raceway, which is, of course, planned on getting a brand new art development and overhaul. I was kind of intrigued on BIR being moved over to free content because the thought might maybe be along the lines of having the Toyota GR86 a part of its initial lineup, maybe. But I'm also intrigued on the plan in itself for the new artwork, where it's going to be similar to that of Phoenix Raceway, if you remember, where it's an overwrite rather than an additional circuit, meaning essentially the new version will be the only version available once that updated version is released. And that can, of course, cause some discussion, to say the very least, because as we've seen too, Atlanta Motor Speedway has what some people may prefer for the method, but it's great to see the updated VIR coming to the service soon. It certainly is. And of course, there is some other rumors rolling around the world of iRacing course, such as an update to Sebring International Raceway with some updates and rescanning, the Mercedes W13, a Pontiac 1987 Cup car, 
Uh, even the possibility of the Toyota Supra GT4 Evo car. And I have heard and seen some exciting issues with regarding the Porsche 963 LMDH car coming to iRacing. To say the very least, when it comes to a brand new iRacing season, though, that's when it's for one of the major seasons to expect a lot of potential content, right? To kick off the brand new iRacing calendar year, so to speak, that comes in in late December. So in our words, if you're a lot of these drivers coming into the service, you wanted something to draw you in right before Christmas. We'll have to see what officially comes in, what may be bumped down the road, so to speak. We'll have to wait and see. Of course, if you think about it, when it comes to iRacing, they like to kick off the new year with a bang. And of course, exciting to see how that will play out in 2023. And of course, we'll go more in detail next week on the iRacers Download Build Week Edition. Absolutely going to be a very busy show, especially with once everything comes through and once everybody gets the new hands on the new toys and some of them try and play with said toys and see what they can do with said toys. That's going to be the major discussion point. Absolutely. Especially with some of these updates for some of the tracks, some of the new content that comes in. We'll have to definitely break down a ton to say the very least, because that's going to be the major mark. Which toys are going to be the best ones to come out with during the Christmas period, to say the least. With that, we'll take a break. More coverage of the iRacers Download is coming up next. You're listening to the iRacers Download from the SpeedSports Studio, powered by My Race Pass. Welcome back to the iRacers Download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. Taylor Burr is here along with Justin Prince, our producer Richard Colbreth, as we are joined by the winner from the iRacing World of Outlaws CarQuest Sprint Car Series. Former series champion Alex Bergeron joins us here. And Alex, it was an exciting battle for you to take home the checker flag at the season opener at Volusia. Walk us through some of the challenges that you had to overcome because if we look back at your late model run, it was a quite of a bit of a difficult season compared to this one. Yeah, it was definitely for sure a difficult one. Um, then had the best of luck in that series and started off really uh, you know on the on the bad side with the uh, the wreck in the heat race and, and the con C. So we we couldn't make the feature in the first round out in the late models. So. Uh, that's where it all started for us, and it kind of went downhill from there, and um, it went like this for quite a bit of few people, so um, it, it's good to be back on top in the sprint cars and in the cars that we actually uh, like to drive. Talk to us a little bit about the difference between running the dirt late models as well as the sprint cars. Of course, we know how prolific you are with the sprint cars, taking home multiple championships in this series. But is there any major differences that makes it a little bit more easier to drive this sprint car compared to the dirt late model? No, I think they're honestly uh, very similar on the difficulty. Uh, it's just it's two different driving styles. Um, you know, sprint cars are you get to be a bit more aggressive, and uh, late model is just a bit smoother. And uh, you know, it's it's a different driving style, but they're I think they're very very good. Both of them is just uh, I definitely prefer sprint cars, but uh, I do enjoy driving late models. Now, of course, this season has been quite a bit of a return because it's been a while since we've seen sprint car racing action as far as in a world championship aspect. But a lot of new faces coming into the ranks here. Uh, how would you rank this season so far with these new drivers who are coming into play compared to maybe previous seasons? Even though this is race number one, there was a lot of new talent that came to play that really showcased that they had what it takes to maybe put up a little bit of a fight this season. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this season, you know, the, the, the roster is very, very good. 
Uh, I think there's a uh, everyone is just practicing a lot. Everyone is putting the time, and everyone is so close in qualifying heat races and. Uh, you know, it's just it's exciting every race, and like we see in the first round, it's just very exciting from qualifying to the end of the race. So, um, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a, a very good rest of the championship. Um, but I think that the main thing is, uh, everyone is just putting a lot of time to make sure they're ready, and I think that's what makes it uh, very exciting. Of course, a multiple time sprint car champion, amongst one of the Mount Rushmore, so to speak, world championship drivers in that regard. We've kind of asked about this in the past in terms of the pressure. I know this is kind of the cliche question, but there is a chance to become one of the most world championship winning drivers in the platform if he can do it again. What is that pressure? Like, if there is any pressure, knowing you're a multiple-time world champion in sprint cars and everyone knows you are the driver you have to go through if you want to win a championship every year. Yeah, um... Honestly, I'm just going to the race and I'm making sure we try to win the race. Um, you know, we're not really thinking about anything else. Uh, we just show up and we make sure to do it the best we can and we have no regrets. So that's the main important thing, honestly. Well, that leads to the question, of course. It, of course, things have changed over the years, especially when it comes to the dirt model. What have those transitions you felt feel like from when you ran early on and won that first championship you got compared to what we got now on the iRacing Dirt platform? It, it definitely uh, is an improvement. Um, you know, they, they try to do the best they can to improve and improve every year. And I think this is by far the most realistic, you know, so far. Um, you know, and that's what we want. You know, we want to be as close as possible to the real thing. Um, as myself, uh, as a sprint car driver in real life, I think, um, you know, we can't get any closer. I know last year that was one of the major talking points, trying to raise funds with the real world racing too. How have those real world efforts been over the past year before this world championship gets back, got back underway this past week? Uh, we're just uh, trying the best we can, uh, you know, financially uh, to try to go race. And uh, COVID was really, really big for us. It, it, it slowed us down on, on that progress. But, um, you know, I, I think uh, we have some good things coming up for us this next season. Such as? Uh, well, we'll try to make a few appearances this year, um, if we can, with the Empire Superstition Series uh, around New York. So uh, that's our goal. Uh, and after that, it's just anything else is a plus. Gotcha. When it comes to that, of course, Taylor's already hit on the talent part of this. Or rather, the new coming talent is the better way to phrase it. But when it comes to this season's calendar knowing there's the new tracks that have come into play is there anything new when it comes to the tracks you have to visit that caught has caught your eye for this campaign like for example bristol's on the calendar you have as well a majority of the new the usual suspects and of course i-55 on boxing day yeah i mean those are tracks that you know we really have to make sure we do good um you know bristol is a really hard track because it's flat all the way around so we really got to be on our toes and make sure we do everything right uh as far as uh, i-55 i think you know it, it's going to be a, a matter of qualifying making sure we have a very good qualifying effort in that night um because you you can't manage to be in the back i mean you can but it's going to be very hard for you to get up there so uh we we all know points really matter so uh qualifying is going to be very important for that track and 
uh, as soon as the race starts, it, depending on how the slick is and how the track progresses, you know, we'll see how it goes then. Um, but like you said, those those two tracks right there, I mean, they're they're going to be really important for the championship. Now, of course, this year has been a little bit of an interesting during the off season. Of course, one thing we have to touch on is just a couple of weeks ago, you were over in Las Vegas for the Supercart USA Super Nationals celebrating their 25th anniversary and joining the ranks of a lot of other iRacers who were there. Of course, E-NASCAR, Cook Series driver Vicente Salas was there competing, along with a couple of other drivers who compete in some reputable series, such as Josh Conker. What were you there for this weekend? Uh, I noticed you were around a couple of events since uh, banners this week. Yeah, so we're in Las Vegas to promote the A1 simulation power info development uh, karting simulator. Uh, so we're there to to help them, uh, you know, get it seen and uh, have people try it and see how it feels with the motion. So uh, the seat is fully motion, so you literally feel the same thing as on the track with a cart. So uh, I think it's a it's a great thing. Uh, I definitely had a lot of fun uh, in Las Vegas. Now the question is going to be: Will we see you possibly joining the ranks of some big heavy hitters to race in the Supercart USA or at the Super Nationals? Maybe in the future. Uh, it's definitely something that uh, I always wanted to do. Um, you know, so maybe that's something in the future we could do. Um, but as of right now, we'll we'll definitely focus on sprint cars and try to get our car on the track. Well, Alex, before we let you go and get ready for the next race of the season next Monday, uh, where can people go to follow your career and keep up? I know it's been a while since we had you on the show, but uh, any updates as far as where people can follow you on social media? Uh, as always, uh, at Racing Bergeron on multiple platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and our team, Team Barry Sports, uh, all, all across the platform. So uh, very easy to, to go search. And, uh, you know, we post a lot of things on there and about our races and everything. So uh, especially all of our partners that, you know, they definitely support us. So um, go give them a like and, uh, you know, support them as well. Well, that is winner from Volusia for, of course, none other than the iRacing World of Outlaws CarQuest Sprint Car Championship from Volusia. Alex Bergeron joins us here. And with that, Justin, it is time that we bring a conclusion to another episode of the iRacers Download. We took a little bit of a hiatus, of course, because of work and everything, as well as also the holidays. But we're back in business. we got a lot of great things to come before we get ready for the end of year and, of course, 2023. Absolutely, the pressure's on for some drivers when it comes to the championships, especially with them, a lot of them around the corner. And for other drivers, the thought process is, what new can I drive next week? We'll have to see what the answers will be to all those questions when it comes to next week, especially when it comes to some of the championships. And with that, of course, for our special guest, Alex Bergeron, my co-host, Justin Prince, and our producer, Richard Colbreth, I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRacePass.